0: Steven, you're still one of those normie brand people who still believes in the concept of heaven. In your head, when you think of the afterlife and what would make your good place as good as possible, what's got to be there? hmm because i want to open by saying even as a kid who went to church and was taught how great heaven was going to be i thought church was so boring so Mm -hmm. in my little kid head i was like heaven's gonna suck you were already pessimistic at that you're like wow paradise people singing songs all the time i'd rather like sleep (laughs) and you were up in
1: white church so the people were old and the songs were really boring
0: well, yes, but it was like contemporary white church. Oh, so
1: jeans the, and flip flops. The white songs church. were really boring,
0: played by a full band that was volume turned down as low as humanly possible. Love it.
1: Love hearing those same three chords over and over again. If
0: we're stepping away from the traditional get in line and ask mm-hmm. Jesus to fill your bowl of porridge that we were taught heaven would be yeah. growing up. What's the good place like for you? What are you hoping
1: is there to reward a life well lived by you Stephen know? I, Baker? I I think I'd like a lot of music I think I...
0: Contemporary
1: white church music exactly, specifically? Exactly. I want access to all the music. But... Okay. So Spotify. You want Spotify. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> want a Spotify premium account. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta have my YouTube premium. Can't have ads, but I gotta see what, what my you know YouTube things I watch are up to. Uh, let's see. It'd be nice if my significant other is also dead at that point. Right, if she's there, that'd be cool.
0: Or if when you die, it's kind of like the time knife. So whether your significant other ah, lives another fifty years after you die, they're there with you.
1: You know, that's a baller idea, Zach. I'll Thank take you. that. I'll, I'll I'll put that on my plate. I'll I'll grab a piece of that roll, rip it in. Because how can and it be it heaven
0: paradise if you have to wait to see the person you most want to spend all that time with? Exactly.
1: And also, I I think it'd still be
0: fun to have some fire ass weed up there too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so basically, you want the stuff that you have and do here.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> the to things continue. that make me the happiest here. I would like to do there forever.
0: I've always thought that I want a really, really nice home theater setup with the comfiest chair oh, possible. Yeah. Instantly, whatever snack or beverage or marijuana that comes to your mm-hmm. mind as soon as you think of it it's there you've got access to Letterboxd's top 100 well n- more than that it's it's got to be like a netflix type service that just has every piece of recorded media ever <laughs> including <laughs> yes. like tv books movies music just all recorded media including that that comes out after i die like all of
1: human history recorded yeah media. that's what i need Speaking of recorded media, Zach, mm-hmm. uh, we don't talk music a ton on this show, but... Well, here, let's um, introduce the show, and
0: then we can talk about some music, yeah. if you want to talk about some music, yeah, okay? I do. I
1: wanna. I, I wanna.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch podcast. We're here to celebrate a job well done recapping all of season one with the roundtable. Even though it's just the, the two of us, we can still sit, and our, our table's just kind of, we're just kind of facing each other. It's still yeah, a it's round still table in spirit, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, since we do this show weekly and we're not going to stop doing it weekly, I like to take a pause between seasons before we just dive into season mm-hmm. two to reflect on how fun and how insightful and how entertaining going through the first season of this amazing yeah, we show has been got to grab a towel and wipe it off tummy
1: before the next round, Zach.
0: Right, we need I need Steven to waddle over to the bathroom and get me a wet wipe to, to clean this smut off of myself before we move into season two, episode one of the good place. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we're going to start off the program, of course, as always, by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash Podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh. We appreciate those people. We respect those people. Wet wipes to the lot of them. <laughs> yeah, take as many as you want.
1: <laughs> take two. We always keep them on deck. We've got plenty. Yeah. I, I've got a mean. pocket full of wet wipes at any given moment, Zach. You know
0: the drill. Patreon helps keep the lights on around here, and it's a good time because we're about to start on 420, our next weekly Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Basement,
1: where the we'll basement. be recapping what, Stephen? We're going to be going through, starting with That 70s Show, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go through the Decade Shows, all the way up to the, the newest iteration, That 90s Show. Can't wait. It's going to be a hazy
0: circle like experience. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast gets you that. Gets you this show a week early every week. Gets you our live pre show that we do every time we record this podcast. And much more. And also, something you can get on Patreon, but starting on 420, you'll be able to start listening to, as a free listener, our new weekly Cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast, Brokeback Bebop, bow-wow, starts on 420 wherever you get your podcast and on our YouTube wow-wow, channel. Wow-wow. It's a really fun podcast. It's super outrageous. It's our... How would you describe Brokeback Bebop?
1: You know, it, it's, it's like when you're up at 3 a.m., and you just you know chugged like four red bull and you really can't sleep but you just got to get something out of your system you know sure it's like that but you wrap it up in like a a, a nice warm corn tortilla and just cover it in in flavorful sauce and that's what broke back bibop is like so if that sounds like something you're interested in go and take a lick that flavorful sauce broke back bebop, <laughs> coming out
0: weekly starting 420 uh, wherever you get your podcast, And patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast gets you everything and helps you support us. But that's enough shilling. Steven wants to talk about some music, everybody. Hey, Steven, everybody, listen up. The concept of music, the, the ball is in your court. Let's hear it. So, music mm-hmm. to me
1: pro or con? Uh, pro overall. You'd be surprised, though. I, I have had students that come in and like, well, I don't like music, so I don't want to dance. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How do you not like music? That's just not a possible thing. But <laughs> I don't talk about new music that comes out very often on this show, no. but I feel the need to mention. Zach, have you ever listened to either JPEG Mafia or Danny Brown? Mm, I'm more familiar with Danny Brown, but I'm not sure. crazy familiar with either of their music. I know who they are for sure. Yeah, they both super talented, both really weird. They just put out a collab album called Scaring the Hose, which okay. is a joke on how you know you can't play their music around the hose or you'll get none because they're not going to be into that sort of thing. It's, it's sure. very abrasive sometimes. It's very not mainstream hip hop. So you know, people who that are like, I only listen to to regular rap. I don't know who it sounds like that, but. They wouldn't like it. But incredible. My favorite rapper is Drake. (laughs) This scares me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. JPEG Mafia did all the production on it, and it's really unique and some of the most creative production I've heard in a long time. Really fun, high-energy stuff. So great album. Check it out. I've been back to my movie...
0: Crawl, I guess, just going grind, Mm -hmm. but not quite watching Oscar Bay anymore. I I watched all the Scream movies Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see Scream 6, which I just saw last night. Um, I had only ever seen the first two, and I hadn't seen the second one onward in a long time. Worst to best. Worst to best. Worst, Scream 3, then Scream 2, then Scream 4 then scream five or mm-hmm. scream 2022 mm-hmm. then scream six, then scream.
1: nice, that's fair.
0: But uh, by the time I got to four and five we watched all of these in rapid succession and even though they all have like different twists and turns that you really have to keep up with, they are kind of repetitive and they all kind of became one sludge by the end of it. <laughs> so <laughs> four fair. and five are really hazy. That's fair. but I enjoyed them and I also saw the the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I've loved Mario my whole life, and the movie was just about as fine as it could have possibly (laughs) been. It wasn't a disaster, which I think is a pretty big win for the concept of a Mario
1: movie. Mm -hmm. How about
0: that banger track by Jack Black, Peaches? That one speak to you? I hated that part. Truly hated it, because I really liked liked Jack Black as Bowser. He was probably Mm -hmm. my favorite voice cast performance, because he... Put a voice on. It mm-hmm. wasn't just pure wasn't Jack just Black. Talking. And then that section, it's such a short movie. It kind of felt like a waste of two or three minutes of the movie. And the song's not really that funny. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he's full on Jack Black. I don't know. I could have yeah. done without it.
1: So not having seen the movie, but having heard parts of the song. The track, Peaches. I, I did not think that it was going to be a part of the movie. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I was it's gonna in it credit. twice. You hear it twice. Tw- twice? Okay. Twice. All times. right. Because it, it, it sounded Plus. like a Jack Black song, yes. not a Bowser song. It, yes, agreed. Grammy Award winner
0: Jack Black. It really sounds like the type of thing that like Jack Black was fucking around in the studio and like wrote that. And they were mm-hmm. like, "We don't have a story for this movie." We can have <laughs> said, three minutes of you doing that two separate times. Sure. <laughs> Keep it up. Say peaches as many times as possible. Don't write <laughs> lyrics for this <laughs> about to make a billion dollar film. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Let's dive into the Good Place one more Let's time, do it. season one of the Good Place. We have talked a couple times, being a little hesitant to revisit the first season because you can't watch it without thinking of what comes after it. So now mm. that we're two, what comes after it? How do you feel about having revisited the first season? Did it live up to expectations? Was it absolutely even a little better than
1: you thought it was? So i I've rewatched the show in the last year or okay. so. And so I've seen the first season semi recently. Sure. Um actually it probably was about a year ago. Um, whenever you watch the show. But every time you watch the first season, it gets better to me. Because yeah, some of the mystery is gone. The the initial shock at the end of the first season isn't the same as it once was but you get to appreciate so much more the details and the i'm sure there's even a whole crap ton of stuff that that i missed even this time going through that were hints and clues and i think a show like that is so special because you get to play detective yeah and it'd be very easy for a show like this to not have high rewatch value because there's such a major twist that changes the course. But even when you know it's coming, it's delivered so well that I was just as excited as the first, you know, two times that I watched it. Absolutely. And so many shows kind of biff their big
0: twist or biff the ending to where even if you loved what came before it, it's forever flavored by the disappointment Mm -hmm. that you know is coming. And even with this show that took so many daring choices, daring paths of storytelling all throughout its show and knowing how the show ends and knowing that it absolutely sticks to the landing. Mm-hmm. It makes it more fun to watch season 1 which can feel a little meandering and time-wasty sometimes. That makes those episodes more fun than they were the first time they came out because you know the show is purposefully wasting time because these people are meant to be tortured by this for a thousand years. Yeah. So you've got to feel that so it really earns it when they break that cycle, which reflavors the entire season into being something so much more fun and and so much more investing because you, you can be a detective. You can investigate through the show and, and notice a different thing every time. Or, or like Stephen mentioned a lot... In Spoiler talk. Watching the season from the perspective that all the other neighbors are are annoying, overperforming <laughs> demons, it makes th- you can watch the whole show just focusing on that, or and you can watch hilarious. the whole show just focusing on Michael. Or mm-hmm. it does not take away the effect of the first season as a whole, knowing the big twist that does change everything at all. Yeah, it's a great season, and I want to start off our our discussion, our podcast, by doing something. That we do every week on the show, but we haven't mm-hmm. done to this effect before, to no. to try to have Steven recap the entire first season of the good place. Uh in one of my favorite segments that we do here every week. And this week with a special name, we're gonna find out did Steven did retain, Steven the, season retain the season this week.
1: Retain the season this <laughs> week.
0: If you're new to the show, typically Steven has 20 seconds to recap the episode of The Good Place that we're recapping to give you a refresher course on what happened in that episode. And after he does it, I give him a grade to let him know how well I think he did it, how well he did on my grading scale, which is tough. It it's can be stiff. a little strict sometimes. It's stiff oh, and Oh, hard. is it? It's stiff. <laughs> And rigid. It's stiff and rigid, sure. Jagged, almost. Yeah, jagged. That's the word I wanted to say. Today Steven has a new task for the first time on any of these podcasts. You're going to recap the
1: entire season, mm-hmm. and I think it's only fair if you would like to give you 30 seconds. I think 30 seconds will help me. Any more than that would be pandering and I don't take a handout. It's but 13 30 episodes. seconds. Is fair. I want to see how much you can fit in 30 seconds. I've been I've been contemplating how to approach this and sure. I think I'm just going to go and let my heart run wild. I it's could use my brain before, and try and we'll be see. clever, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to use my brain. I'm going to use only parts from the nips down. Okay. Well, I'm interested. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Yeah. I think okay. so. Let 30 me get, seconds let me get on the clock. On a go. Back popped. Get ready to rock and roll. Do some calisthenics. Make sure that everything's flowing how it needs to. The countdown begins now. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Go. Eleanor's dead and she's in the good place, which is wonderful. She meets people like Chidi that teach her about ethics because she's not really supposed to be there. But plot twist, they're all in the bad place. It was all a joke. Jason Mendoza is there because he was a DJ in Florida. Tahani's selfish and Michael planned it all. Um, they go through different adventures to make them grow as people and grow in their bonds as friendship. And that's how they ultimately figure out that they're in the bad place because they have to suffer through torturing each other. What's going to happen next? Who knows? Time. Stop. I said time. That's because you remember long ago we established if, that if I if, ever finished you, before Sure.
0: That it could do it you well. Could help me. But I think you could have filled the time.
1: Sure, I just had no idea what to say. I am of two
0: minds of what you just did. Mm-hmm. As someone who has recapped all of this with you, mm-hmm. and an audience that has likely listened to us recap mm-hmm. all of it so far, I think you did a good job from the perspective of if i hadn't seen any of the good place before sure. and you just yelled that at me uh the first thing i thought was like well who's michael when you were like michael planned it all like, mm-hmm. well, who is that um i think you did good but i i think could you're... i could i offer a response to that you've never
1: asked me before <laughs> <laughs> the prompt was did steven retain the season Retain the season, not can Steven explain the season to
0: someone who's never seen the show. That's true, but I don't think that argument works too much uh, because it was did Steven retain the season and you couldn't fill 30 seconds with things that you remembered
1: couldn't or chose not to well I think if we r- and I cannot be held accountable for anything said after the timer was stopped Zach I, I, I
0: think if Rosalind uh took the track back a little bit you did say <laughs> I didn't know what else to hey, Rosie, say so baby, can you run that back for class? us <laughs> um so since you're arguing against yourself trying to help yourself mm-hmm. I was gonna give you a B plus so I'll stick with a B plus
1: you know what Zach thank you very much I did a little better than I thought I would sure I think 30 seconds is just too much for me. I can't last that long. Give me a solid 20 and I'm good. When you blow your load at second 22, the other eight seconds just sludge through. (laughs) It's just a lot of awkward silence. I keep saying time.
0: You did fine. I think you should be proud of yourself. The next thing we're going to do as we wrap up season one is see if we can redeem ourselves when it comes to trivia just a Mm -hmm. little bit. I went through painstakingly Mm -hmm. all of the questions I've been asking you in trivia all season and selected a variety of not one question per episode, but like each episode – has one question? I, I've got nine questions from throughout the season, mm-hmm. and I just want to see what you remember and what I remember and what the audience remembers. So we're gonna take a trip down memory lane and revisit some trivia questions that you may or may not have gotten right the first time, and see how you're doing. Yeah, I kind of bounced around and grabbed
1: questions that were were not like what color glove did this exactly. person? You know, I tried not to do any of those. Exactly. Um, so I did ones that you know, if you were really a, a fan, you would you would know. A fan of the show or a fan of us? Ah. The show. What was that
0: noise you just made? You went, (laughs) (laughs) ah. Okay, I'll go first. My first question for you. What meds did Eleanor help Hawk in life?
1: They were fake pills for old people. We're looking for a brand name. We're looking for a brand brand name. name. Yes. Oh, I don't have the brand name. Uh, This would be from the
0: first episode. uh, I'm going to give a guess.
1: You said I don't know, so I took
0: that as an end. Dirt Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Derpatrol, <laughs> no, uh, it was Nasapro and Nasapro Silver mm, for the oldies. Not off to a good start. What is the name of Chidi's manuscript? Hmm, I, you see, this is one of the questions that I, I thought I would maybe pick because I had this question also, uh-huh. and then I respect you as a person, so I didn't mm-hmm. want to do something that hard. Well, that's the difference between you and me, Zach. So I'm. Let me just say what I say, and then you can correct me. Afterwards, yeah, of course.
1: <sighs> Go for it. I, I'm not expecting you to get the whole thing. If you get a big chunk of it, I'll give it to you. Something like, something like, to mm-hmm. the tune of Allah. Uh-huh. Akin to.
0: Who We Are and Who We Are Not, a treatise on the modern something or other and how we do some things until Michael cuts me off.
1: Uh, you got the first part of it, which Was is. Was that good. right? Is it who we are and who it we are not? It is who we are and who we are not. Practical Ethics and Their mm-hmm. Application in the Modern World, mm-hmm. a Treatise on the Blank. So you got modern, you got treatise, you got the first line. That's Not at least bad. half credit. Yeah. Not bad. Would have loved Rosalind, to be the ethics, half. but that's I okay. I got half. Yeah. Make that a 0.5er.
0: Let's see if you remember this one. What sporting team does Janet say all former members of are in the bad place? This is an early episode. All members of the Detroit Pistons? No, but that's not a bad guess. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Blazers.
1: Mm, couldn't remember which NBA Zero
0: team. for two. Mm-hmm. I've got half for got one. got half for
1: one. What season of Friends does sad Michael feel like? Nine. Ooh, you're really close. It's Eight. eight. Mm-hmm. Putting Joey and
0: Rachel together, even though there's no reason for it. I remember that exact exactly. moment. What does Camilla have her gold medal in? Tahani's sister, Camilla, has a gold medal. Is
1: it archery? It is. Hey-o. One for three. I've also got a Camilla question. How much money did Tahani's parents leave Camilla? Ooh. It's a lot of dollars. Well, it's not in dollars. It's in pounds. 100 million. Ooh. That's just a guess. You're in the right range. It's 68 million pounds. Okay. Which has got to be at least like 75 million USD. When rebooting Janet... What is Michael's passcode? Password? No, it's a code. Passcode. How many digits? Four. Zero, 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 three? No, it's zero, 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 which is his birth year. Ah, nice. That's great. Describe Plurigloss. Oh, no. No,
0: I can't. I remember them saying that word, but Mm -hmm. there's nothing other than the word that it sparks in me.
1: It's the color of when a soldier comes home from war and sees his
0: dog for the first time. Yes. That was not in my memory, but I remember now. You got that one right, I believe, and we actually did it. Well, yeah, because if I had just watched the episode, I'd probably remember. What does the Bad Place train serve in its food car?
1: Oh, fuck. Um... Isn't one of them like room temperature New England clam chowder? You're really close. Turkey Manhattan? No, you're less close. You were really Really close. close. New England clam chowder. Uh, What is it? I don't know. Uh, Room
0: temperature Manhattan clam chowder.
1: Damn, I was, uh, see, Turkey Manhattan. And you're like, <laughs> I, oh, oh, you're okay. really far away. Yeah, I was still close. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of what a
0: Turkey Manhattan is,
1: <laughs> and what clam chowder is, <laughs> and how they have very, very little in common. It's true. What is the name of the restaurant at which Chidi and Uzo <laughs> eat? I have a preposition at the end of that. I think I
0: sentence. remember this from going through my questions earlier mm-hmm. today. Is this the one that was eating
1: Nemo? You bet your ass it is. <laughs> you're
0: damn skippy. <laughs> Uh what is Tahani's favorite British sitcom
1: and how long did it run? Since so, like I wanna hear your guess for sure. Ingrid and Maeve or like Deborah and Dinsby or like <laughs> Margaret and and Denise Daria Delphi <laughs>
0: I don't think you're going to get it.
1: Doofenshmirtz? Before
0: I tell you what it is, give me a guess on how long it ran.
1: For like eight years, three seasons? There's like 15 episodes? Eight episodes? You remember the bit for sure.
0: It's yeah. Deidre. Deidre! And Margaret, which you said Margaret. Margaret. You got mm-hmm. that one right. It ran for 16 years, which is nearly
1: 30 episodes. <laughs> nice. Are you done? Um. No, I have, I have more for you. Well, you paused... I'm just looking into Mr. your Podcast eyes, Zach. God post. damn it. Let me love you the way I want to. Okay. Um, what was Glenn's favorite meal? Glenn. It was soup,
0: but I don't remember what kind. Was it a lentil soup? No. no. But it was a soup. I remember it's really good soup, and it's good that they're refrigerating it when he gets sucked into the sinkhole. But I don't mm-hmm. remember what kind of soup.
1: It's a chicken soup that saved mm-hmm. over 10,000 sure. lives. Sure. That was half a point, I think. Um, Well, you got that it was soup. But that's not that not the type of soup or what it did. But so I sure have the it's context. A... Context.
0: Well, sure. Key. I got
1: Margaret and the and I got the bit. And but I did gave I get you any points half for a fucking one? point, Stephen. Oh, you did. I'll give you a third of a point for this. Thirty-three point three 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 continued percent. Give me a half, or 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 Rosalind gets it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's got three cats at home. What does Janet know now to hate? She learned how to hate. What does she hate? Genocide. Mm-hmm. It's in there. You know it. Look in your heart. You know it to be true.
1: You don't got it. Leggings is mm-hmm. pants. Leggings is pants. Mm-hmm. I
0: Which we cannot as pro. More. We're pro-legging as yeah, pants. Yeah,
1: pro-leggings is pants. What are pears a symbol of in Chinese culture? Pears are actually it's a bad thing of great disrespect. No, you were closer when you said a bad thing. It's bad luck. Bad luck. Okay. Mm -hmm. How did Mindy die? Mindy St. Clair. Oh, shit. She fell on the third rail of uh, Mm -hmm. the New York subway. Which did what to her? Yes, electrocuted. She electrocuted her, yeah. How long did Michael predict he could keep the ruse
0: going? 10,000 years? 1,000 years. 1,000 years. 1,000 years. You got it. I did Mm -hmm. the same thing last week when we Mm -hmm. talked about it. How many points are in Michael's plan? Fourteen
1: million. Good job. Hell yeah! Look at us getting last week's questions.
0: As always, uh, a mixed performance when it comes to the trivia. Right, I've got yeah. one more for you, Zach. Okay, I'll take it.
1: Uh, who was Tahani's godmother? Oprah Winfrey. Ooh, Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Who An early many Tahani could Flex say
0: was the Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey of her of time? Her time. <laughs> I've heard that said by many. So nice, Rosalind. Like <laughs> you can take, you can take the, yeah, tally that up. You can ungag your mouth for a second after I tied you up and doused you with gasoline when Stephen <laughs> wouldn't give me a point for the soup. <laughs> uh, and take down whatever I just said. We're going to move into the next thing where we're going to talk about the highs and lows of the season by talking about our top five and bottom three episodes out of the 13 episodes this season on The Good Place. Let's start with our bottom three episodes and let's shotgun mm-hmm. it. Um, give me your third worst episode of
1: The Good um, Place season. So one. this is an episode that I like. I want to preface by saying I they like kind of all, all are, three they? of these episodes. Yeah, I just went with the ones that for me did the least upon reevaluation uh my number 3 is going to be what's my motivation okay i think it's just it's kind of buying time stretching out things until stuff happens it it precedes a really strong final run of episodes and i think that's does it a disservice
0: there are a couple episodes in that section that are f- totally fine mm-hmm. but a little time-wasty Uh, My third worst episode is actually going to be the second episode of the series, Flying, which Mm -hmm. I think after a stellar first episode that asks so many questions, this one's about picking up trash and about Eleanor being a bad designated driver, Mm -hmm. Um, the first episode asks so many big universe questions and this episode, it does what it has to do, which is take us into the flow of how these episodes are going to more feel week by week, but does feel like kind of a come down
1: after the high of the first episode. So it's mm-hmm. my number three worst episode. My number two is going to be flying for all those reasons and the fact that, you know, it just doesn't feel totally complete without Jason yet.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. It Mm -hmm. takes a while for those characters to come in. And honestly, that's maybe one of my biggest complaints this season is that characters like Tahani and Jason specifically don't Mm -hmm. get the time that I want for them. Yeah. My number two, my second worst episode of the season, kind of along the lines of your uh what's my motivation, I went with someone like me as a member, sure as my number fair. two again, like Steven said, I don't really hate any of these episodes. this is I complained a lot in these episodes that the time is ticking down, a decision has to be made on if Eleanor belongs in the good place or the bad place, and in this episode, real eleanor cheaty uh uh eleanor and trevor go out to dinner together mm-hmm. yeah. and the other subplot is michael trashing tahani's place because he's a pushover mm-hmm. to the bad place people it's just such a big moment in the season and it in now in hindsight we know why they're wasting time because that's yeah. literally their job but it's this is one of those episodes that's almost a chore to get through mm-hmm. because of the time wasty that's my number two
1: My number one bottom episode of the season, and again, not an episode I dislike. There are parts that I think of very fondly about this episode, but I'm gonna go with Category Five emergency doomsday crisis. Fifty-five. Category fifty-five. Are you sure about that? Uh I'm looking at it right now. Are you sure about that's why? Yes. Are you? You're positive. Couldn't be more positive.
0: I've I've never been more positive about anything in my entire life. Wow.
1: Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. Sorry for wasting your time. Don't want to make you have the worst day you've ever had. Category 55. Yeah. I'll change it in my notes. Sure. Emergency Doomsday Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the sinkhole thing is one of the parts of the season that doesn't do a ton for me. This is another episode where like everybody's stuck inside. You have the like marriage counselor stuff. And, and I like that. It's just... Uh, is not giving me the same amount of joy and excitement that a lot of other episodes do. So in a very strong season, this is the weakest link for me. The sinkhole is a cool opportunity because I remember seeing something like
0: Glenn falls into it. What happens Mm -hmm. when you fall into a sinkhole in the afterlife? Where do you go? The next episode is just a bottle episode of them hiding from it. It doesn't deal with that. I would have loved a subplot of, like, excavating the sinkhole. Ending up in a weird place because you fall through it. My number one is actually Jason Mendoza, the fourth episode of the show. We all know how I feel about Chef Patricia. Yeah, you don't fuck with Chef Patricia. The main reason that I picked this episode is the other reason why I didn't like it that much is because it feels like... The characters don't learn or change in the course of this Mm -hmm. episode. In a show that every episode, like, ends with someone making a decision that shows a small little bit of growth on their side. Uh, In this episode, like, I remember complaining, Tahani starts the episode one way and starts the next episode the same exact way yeah. and she's in a lot of the episode and she doesn't really do anything meanwhile the restaurant opening it just all feels a little it felt like a regular sitcom episode mm-hmm. a plot line it about did. this restaurant opening with just a couple of tiny good place things and that's not enough for me uh, not a bad episode there's mm-hmm. not a bad episode this season but Jason Mendoza my number one so the one we had in common there was the flying the flying Mm-hmm. Which is a fine
1: episode. Yeah, fine episode. Nothing wrong with it. Now we're going to move on to our top five episodes of This Good Place. And as per usual, yes. I think we both are in agreement with this. We We went with our top five favorites, not necessarily what we think are the best, correct? Yeah, and this show is...
0: A little bit harder to do that with than Community, Mm -hmm. the last one we did, because it's easy to point to certain plot lines or certain homage episodes that really sing in that. Where in this, like, a a mind-blowing moment Mm -hmm. in an episode does not, for me, equal a great episode of television if the Mm -hmm. rest of it isn't that good. Isn't that. Agreed. And that does show in my list, I think. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to get into what we have. Yeah. Why don't you start this one, Zach? My number five... Is actually, and I kind of like this episode more than I thought I did. My number mm-hmm. five is going to be Chidi's choice, mm-hmm. the love circle episode, and a big, big reason why is because that's the uh, Jason and Janet wedding episode, mm-hmm. and the craziness at the end of that episode where Chidi is learning all of this information that Janet and Jason are getting married and in and true love, and he's like, what? What? <laughs> what is some of my favorite moments of the first season? In this episode, Michael's plan to get all of them to torture each other is really working mm-hmm. in this in this love triangle situation, partly by Eleanor, real Eleanor's choices, like our Eleanor, I mean, mm-hmm. and the other part by Michael's doing with the person playing real Eleanor. I think it's a really good episode that even if it's a little sitcom to have the love triangle, the Jason and Janet stuff and the way Chidi is being tortured in this episode. And I also think that's the episode where we get... The Uzo flashback, yeah. and we
1: learn how Chidi died. That's my number five. That's also my Chidi's number choice. five, Zach. I okay. think it's a really...
0: Well, yeah, you know, I, I really that.
1: like it. I love the Chidi flashbacks. I think the Jason-Janet wedding is just so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's also so sweet. And we said it when we when we talked about the episode, but that becomes maybe my favorite through line of the whole series.
0: Jason and Janet?
1: Yeah. I think it's it's so surprisingly perfect. And I didn't know I needed it, but I'm so glad that I have it. One of those classic Good Place things that comes out of
0: nowhere, feels totally
1: random, but then you learn nothing in the show is
0: random. It's there for Mm -hmm. a reason. And it works way better than it ever should have. My number four is going to be Mindy St. Clair, the penultimate episode of the season. I really like how this episode expands the world of the show that's been Mm -hmm. kept into a small neighborhood. Gives us a glimpse of now knowing the twist of a real thing that really happened of this girl in the medium place. Um, I really like the way that Mindy's behavior and lifestyle leads Eleanor to make the right choice. And I also like the tension of Eleanor stole the train, and if they don't make their decision to come back, Chidi and Tahani get Sent to the bad place. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good episode that sets up the last episode so well and expands the world and is funny and is tense in the best way that I love from the
1: good place. So, Mindy Saint Clair, number four. Uh, my number four, is, and this is this surprised me when I was going through the episodes. Okay, Tahani Aljamil. Is gonna sure. be my number four choice. Okay, I think take me we there. get the we get the excellent Jason reveal at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. We get the different Janets, like when she's being like the okay. sexual Janet and the fun fact Janet. I think that's so funny. I love Janet, love Darcy Carden. And we get some Tahani flashback a little bit to learn a little bit more about her. And I think she's a character that even throughout the whole first season doesn't necessarily get as much as we want of Agreed. her, but with what we do get, she's fantastic, and I think this is the first time we get to kind of see into her psyche a bit and learn about her life and and find out more about her. And I think it's a really strong episode that I think re picks up the pace and kind of picks up where the first episode totally left off. Energy Hasn't wise, twisted I think the end keeps you yeah. going. Totally, well said. My
0: number three is gonna be the pilot. Uh, I think it's easy to forget because in the pilot, we truly don't know anything about the Mm -hmm. world of this show. How when you first saw that pilot, it did present this incredible new world that you just wanted to learn about. And it's easy to be removed from it now at the end of season one. But this incredibly dynamic uh, struggle of Eleanor is not supposed to be here. And is she going to tell anybody? Is she going to get caught? All these bad things are happening. What would I do? It, it like inserts you into it. What would mm-hmm. I do if I was in heaven and I had to keep this secret? The pilot does that so well while also introducing all of these good place ideas that shouldn't make any sense but are presented in a way
1: that make perfect sense, complete sense. My number yeah. three is the pilot. The pilot did not make my top five, but it really, really, really almost did. I sure. think it's it's one of my favorite TV pilots like if I'm making my, my list it's up there My number three is going to be Mindy St. Clair. I think Mindy St. Clair as a character is really funny. Um, You touched on all the points that make that episode great. I also love how at the beginning you really are questioning, like, okay, well, I thought Eleanor was doing this really selfless thing, so she should get to stay. And then you're like, oh, but she also just did a bad thing the first opportunity that she had. I think that Jason's Bortles when he throws the (laughs) Molotov cocktail at the train. Which doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's so funny. And they build the anticipation great. And like you said, it sets up the finale as perfectly as you possibly can. In volleyball, you have the bump, you have the set, and then you have the spike. And the set is just as important as the If not more than. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So great, great episode number three, Mindy St. Clair for me. My number two... Are we going to have the same top two? I don't know, are we? I hope so. That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. My
0: number two is the season finale, Michael's Gambit. And... It has one of the best moments in a sitcom ever. One right. of the best twists in modern television history. It's just that I think rewatching the season does do this episode a disservice because that big moment is halfway through the episode and then it spends the rest of the episode explaining things that now we've known to watch as we're mm-hmm. watching through the season. Not that episode's fault. That's why it was so effective when it first came out because we needed those things to be explained to us. And that's why it's still my number two, because it's not really that episode's fault, but because of this rewatch, because of how I felt on this rewatch, that's where it landed for me at my number two, which is still pretty good in such a stellar season of television. Michael's Gambit is my number two. What about you? Michael's Gambit
1: is also my number two. Is it the same? Do we have the same number one? Maybe. It's okay. one of my favorite episodes of the show. Okay. I think that Michael's reveal is so perfect, and Ted yeah. Danson just <laughs> captures that character so well. It's I mean, it's just a a bone chilling moment, and yeah. and like you said, it does do it a disservice having seen it before. But I remember seeing this the first time and being absolutely like flabbergasted. I mean, I I mean, I really pride myself on being that asshole that knows how a movie's gonna end well before it does, and even mystery movies, I'm like, I I got it figured out. I you know. Picked it up, sure. No fucking clue on this one until this episode. You know, I think that it's just so good. I, I really have so much admiration for all the work yeah. and intention behind this. Yes, and it speaks to how good the rest of the show is. And I remember literally before the second season started, when you would, I think, because you, I don't know if you introduced me to the show, but we definitely talked about it a lot. Because I don't think I had finished it by the time that we saw the first season. And I remember being like, what the hell are they going to do from here? You know, and, and I remember the excitement that we felt going through this show together in real time. And I, I, I it just brought back all those excited feelings. And, totally. And, and in, one so cool. moment, one in one Eleanor,
0: moment, just in Eleanor, like
1: switching her face and being like, wait a mm-hmm. minute. It,
0: you just instantly feel like euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So cool. So my number one is the Eternal Shriek. I really love this episode and the beach scene around the button, Janet begging to be spared, showing the picture of her kids and just as easily snapping out of it to being like, no, no, this is real. I am just programmed to do this mixed with Chidi's intent unease and and indecisiveness mixed with Eleanor's problem that needs to be solved that that fuels all of this mixed with Jason's just dumb (laughs) flighty press a button that he sees it's one of my favorite moments in the entire Mm -hmm. series and the whole episode is great because then it becomes the attention I have been murdered and the who murdered Janet of it all it's this episode is the first like what the fuck is the show? They can mm-hmm. do anything and they can – the the rules are, are starting from scratch and they can make any rules that they want. They can make up any kind of history for – like we would have never thought about the Janets being like rebooted or – I don't know. It just opens up the world of the show. Before the big twist, it opens up the world of the show in weirdness and in concept, and I think it's just such an amazing episode that when we watched it for this rewatch, that whole segment of the episode, I was laughing out loud Mm -hmm. the whole time, every time I watched it. It's a really, really great episode that reminds you that, first and foremost, this is a hilarious comedy show.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my number was Eternal Shriek as well. It's... In my top five of the whole show, if not higher, and I thought I was being kind of daring by putting that as my number one over yeah. Michael's Gambit, honestly. Yeah, which I which I think most people probably think of Michael's Gambit as one of the best episodes of the show, which it is. Sure, but it's so it's so, so funny. Yeah the the whole scene on the beach is perfect, 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 perfect performance, perfect writing. Janet is you know arguably my favorite character in the whole show. And this is one of the first times that you get to see just how funny Darcy Carden is. And there's no GD end plays so well off of it. And the guilt that he feels the, the, you know, Jay, like you said, Jason, this episode also has like depressed Michael who's yeah. like, you know, going to be tortured for eternity and he's all sad boy. And it's really funny. And I, I, this episode is perfect to me. I that could watch it. Every he says day of the week. this
0: is a canyon of poo. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: I just think it's so good. I I love this episode, and mm-hmm. I laugh so hard every time I watch it, and it, it just brings me so much joy.
0: Well, we're in agreement. The top two episodes of the season are the Eternal Streak and Michael's Gambit. We had four of our top five in line. Chidi's choice, Mindy St. Clair. not in the same spot. Not in the same spot for but Mindy four St. Clair, out of five we picked else. together. What was the episode that you included that I didn't... Oh, it's al Al-Jamil. Aljamil. And you were okay. the pilot. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. That's our top and bottom of a great season of television that just yeah. works. Just flat out top to bottom works. And is setting up the even better season two that I'm exactly. so excited <laughs> to start next week. Before we get out of here, the last thing that we're going to do is... Tabulate the points. All season, we've been deciding at the end of every episode who, based on the actions of that episode, deserves to go to the good place and the bad place. And much like in the afterlife presented to us in the good place, we've been keeping track of those points. And based off those points, we're about to determine who, based off of this season as Mm -hmm. a whole has maybe earned their spot in the good place and has definitely earned their spot in the bad place. Yeah. I've got the, the data in front of me, Stephen. You're not privy to it yet. Going into this, do you have any ideas of this person's going to be near the top of the list, this person's going to be near the bottom of the
1: list? I going to be towards the top. If okay. I were to pick like a season MVP, it would probably be cheaty. And let's do that. Cheaty, yeah. you think uh, an MVP
0: my... just entertainment value character performance. Yeah. Actions and and consequences for them taken completely out of It's yeah, cheaty for you. I,
1: I think so. It, the only person that I could kind of argue in his said would be Michael because he's the Michael mastermind me. behind it. But if I'm if I'm thinking every single episode, consistency and who shined through, I mean, Michael has a couple of incredible moments, and I think That's true. as like a, what's actually happening with the character, Michael is the, the mastermind, the MVP of this season, but in true. terms of who I think had the, the through every episode consistency, it'd be cheaty for me.
0: Well, then I'm not going to say Michael, actually. I'm going to change on the seat of my pants, and mine's Eleanor because she's our window into this world. She's the character that we can see ourselves in, and she's our key to it all, especially in this first season. Um, Her character is so important to rooting all of this in something before Mm -hmm. it just breaks open next season. And sure, Eleanor is always kind of the main character, but not so much like she is in this first season. Exactly.
1: The first season Um, especially is an Eleanor season.
0: Let's talk about the points. Every time Steven and I give someone a good place ranking... They get hundred points every time we mm-hmm. give someone a bad place ranking. They lose a hundred, and if we ever give it out to two two official good place and bad place, they each get or lose fifty points. We've determined that anyone who ends up with a negative point value is just automatically going to the bad place. Yeah. Because honestly, who goes into the good place is a very very small number. Even people with
1: point values most likely end up in the bad place. Now, but, now here's my question. Sure, Zach. I go think. Ahead. Are we going to evaluate this with the current Good Place system where we are in the show? Are we going to go with a more, you know, tender, compassionate Good Place scale? Well. I I do have a suggestion. If I'm being honest, it doesn't Uh really matter. Sure. Because the points
0: start from scratch at the beginning of season two. Yeah, they do. So I'll take
1: your suggestion. Let's hear it. I think anyone negative goes Bad Place. Yes. Anyone at a staunch zero Goes medium place. Maybe we could do like zero to a 100, medium place.
0: Well, let's hear the list and let's discuss Yeah, let's the, see. What the. the I have no idea what the points are, Zach. They yeah. could be in the thousands okay. for all I know. So let's talk about who's going to the bad place mm-hmm. uh, with a negative point value, starting with the highest negative point value to the lowest. Sure. Uh, at negative 50 points, Mindy St. Clair, she's going to the bad place. Ooh, Mindy negative 100 points this one was really fun to track because it went up it went down it went way down and then it mm-hmm. came back up our Eleanor based off of season Ooh, one alone negative 100 her. points she's going to the bad place. going to the bad place also negative 100 points is Eleanor's old boss the the man nice. who runs the the Nasa Pro office and the man who wants to be talked to his co-workers as if he's a worm uh, negative hilarious. 100 points for him. Negative one hundred points. Uh, also going to the bad place is Teacup, the AI dog who gets kicked into the sun. Yeah, fuck Teacup. Bad place. Bad dog. Also, our last negative one hundred point total goer is Bomba John. Bomba John for his unwanted, unconsensual hug. Sure. Into the bad it's bad place. behavior. Now there's a little bit of a gap, and there are three point totals that really point towards the bad place. Starting mm-hmm. with negative three hundred points going Trevor? to Trevor. Mm hmm who is the face of the bad place. Yeah, so of course like the he mask goes guy. to the bad place. And then tied with the most negative points at negative 450 points from throughout season one is one Jason Mendoza ooh, and one Michael. Wow, I
1: didn't think Jason was going to be that far down. It was pretty I bad. figured he would be bad place, but he's He low. got
0: a lot of flack throughout the season for what he was doing to Tahani.
1: Yeah, that's fair. He was torturing her.
0: Let's talk about the people who ended up in the positive, and talk yeah. about if they really earned a Nobody at a crisp zero, no zeros. We've got five that are at a hundred or higher, mm-hmm. starting with our two at a hundred. And this is hard because I wrote these pre-twist, right? Mm-hmm. This is kind of pre-twist because at a hundred points, we've got Glenn. Ooh, we know that he's a demon. Does that? But take did him he out? behave badly? Not really. Maybe annoyingly, but he behaved well. He saved people with his soup. He was always happy to help. He Mm -hmm. ended up on Eleanor's side. But the twist happens in this season. He's a demon. We just didn't have the time to rate him accordingly throughout episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't think he goes to the good place.
1: No, I'm, I'm fine sending Glenn to the medium place.
0: Likewise at 100 points, is real Eleanor. And that's really tough because all season as real Eleanor, she is incredible. She's understanding. Yeah. She's there. She's present. She's kind. Uh, she's not at all demeaning anybody. But now we know that she's Vicky and it was all intentional. Mm-hmm. There is no real Eleanor. No. So what do we do? Do we say that real Eleanor, the the
1: non-existent character, goes to the good place, but Vicky does not? They're one and the same, Zach. We can't separate them. If we're not, I think that Glenn and Vicky both go to the medium. They're place. in limbo. They're in limbo. Yeah.
0: Next, we've got 200 points. This was kind of up and down, but landing at 200 points is Tahani Jamil.
1: Nice. Good for Tahani. Tahani has pretty good behavior this season.
0: But I don't know that she has yet earned her spot in the good place because she hasn't completely yet come to terms with what she did to
1: get to the bad place in the first place. Not until the the last episode does she come to that realization, but she does come to that realization. I think by end of the series, sure she deserves to go to the good
0: place. No last episode of the first season. She I know I know I know I know. I don't think it's enough to get her into the good place. Wow,
1: harsh. But you
0: do. Mm-hmm. Two hundred points, Zach. But we've got quite a bit of a gap between the two hundred to the next two. Mm. Well, who else is in the two hundred range? Nobody. Just to Hani. Up see. next, we've got two people left. At 350 points, we've got Janet. Janet goes straight to the good place. Who belongs in the good place. Yeah. She's from the good place. Yeah. She's a good place, No Janet. questions asked. And up from Janet with 600 points. Best boy. Is Chidi, of course. Cheaty. Who, sure, he did create unease and unhappiness in the people in his life. But he helped everyone in the good place. Yeah, and his wrongdoings are very small compared mm-hmm. to everybody else. He has earned a spot in the good place, and I think, other than
1: Janet, I think he's the only human character that truly. So do we send Tahani the medium place with Vicky and Glenn? Yeah, she'll get
0: another try next season.
1: Okay, she's sitting there. Then she's you're not sure Glenn Glenn about it. Vicky. You think she goes to the good place? I it's think that Tahani one. just scrapes in. There's
0: a lot of growth. I don't. I think she just scrapes out. Hmm. Well, you scraper
1: out, I'll scrape her in. How about we cool?
0: rock, paper, scissors for the for the soul of Tahani Aljamil? Okay. Obviously, on go. rock,
1: paper, scissors, shoot, right?
0: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, sure.
1: hmm Okay. And if there's a lag because of
0: Zoom, we'll stick with what yeah, we we'll say. we'll stick we to won't it. I'll take okay. on
1: that. All right. Okay. Rock. Rock. Paper. Paper. Scissors. scissors
0: shoot. Shoot. Scissors cuts paper, Tahani, uh, I can't you can see, see my hand. hand for sure. I did yeah. paper.
1: Scissors <laughs> cuts paper, Tahani goes to the good place this What if they settled every dispute like that for who's going to heaven or hell? I'd be down with that. It's a true game of skill with a little bit of chance thrown in.
0: Well, Steven, I think we rounded this table. I think we talked about season one, top to bottom, and I'm happy with it. We've put it to bed. We've, We've recapped what we got from recapping the first season. And I feel so renewed and so excited to be back here next week to talk about the first episode of season two. I am giddy. I can't wait. I want you guys to be a part of our Season 2, so email us, timeknifepod at gmail.com. Send in your trivia questions and who goes to the good and bad place for you in the Season 2 episodes, timenifepod at gmail.com. Also, support us on Patreon if you like what we do here, patreon.com slash podcast. Get our live weekly pre-show, get The Basement, and get early access to this show and Brokeback Bebop, which you'll be able to hear for free Every week, beginning four twenty, wherever you get your podcasts,
1: Brokeback Bebop. Steven, where else can the people find us? If you want to earn more points and end up in our good places, hey then come follow us over on Twitter and Instagram, over at TimenifePod. See the video companion to this podcast over on YouTube. Search the name of the show. Oh, I'm nice! My I just noticed that nobody
0: would know. I thought it was perfect timing to bring it back. Yeah, everything great. is fine. Everyone, it has been so much fun recapping the season for you. I can't wait to get into the next three. Thank you for listening to us, for making us a part of your weekly routine. We're very grateful that you're listening to us, and we hope to hear from you. Yeah, bring a ding ding. Send us a smoke signal. We'll interpret it. We'll read it on the show. For the last time, for season one, get us on out of here from
1: inside the time knife. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Stephen. And we will see you next season. Peace. When you